Section 15 of The Great Events by Famous Historians, Volume 5. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ryan Fahey, Fairfield, Connecticut. The Great Events by Famous Historians, Volume 5. Edited by Charles F. Horn, Rossiter Johnson, and John Rudd. Section 15. Leif Erikson Discovers America, A.D. 1000. Saga of Eric the Red. There was a man named Thorwald. He was a son of Asvald, Ulf's son, Ixna Thori's son. His son's name was Eric. He and his father went from Jaderin to Iceland on account of manslaughter, and settled on Hornstrandir, and dwelt at Draugr. There Thorwald died, and Eric then married Thorheld, a daughter of Jorund, Atli's son, and Thorbjorg the sheep-chested, who had been married before to Thorbjorn of the Hakadal family. Eric then removed from the north, and cleared land in Hakadal, and dwelt at Eriksstadir by Vattenshorn. Then Eric's thralls caused a landslide on Valtheof's farm, Valtheofstadir. Eyjolf the Fowl, Valtheof's kinsman, slew the thralls near Skidsbrucker, above Vattenshorn. For this, Eric killed Eyjolf the Fowl, and he also killed Dueling Hrafen at Leikskalar. Geirstein and Odd of Jorva, Eyjolf's kinsmen, conducted the prosecution for the slaying of their kinsmen, and Eric was in consequence banished from Hokadal. He then took possession of Broki and Ixni, and dwelt at Tradir on Sudri the first winter. It was at this time that he loaned Thorgast his outer diasporids. Eric afterward went to Ixni and dwelt at Erikstad. He then demanded his outer diasporids, but did not obtain them. Eric then carried the outer diasporids away from Breda Bolstad, and Thorgast gave chase. They came to blows a short distance from the farm of Drangar. There, two of Thorgast's sons were killed, and certain other men besides. After this, each of them retained a considerable body of men with him at his home. Steer gave Eric his support, as did also Eyjolf of Svini, Thorbjorn, Vifil's son, and the sons of Thorbrand of Elptafirth. While Thorgast was backed by the sons of Thord the Yeller, and Thorgair of Hitterdal, Aslak of Langadal, and his son Ilugi, Eric and his people were condemned to outlawry at Thorsnes Thing. He equipped his ship for a voyage in Eriksvag, while Eyjolf concealed him in Deminerveg when Thorgest and his people were searching for him among the islands. He said to them that it was his intention to go in search of that land which Gunbjorn, son of Ulf the Crow, saw when he was driven out of his course, westward across the main, and discovered Gunbjorn's skerries. He told them that he would return again to his friends if he should succeed in finding that country. Thorbjorn and Eyjolf and Styr accompanied Eric out beyond the islands, and they parted with the greatest friendliness. Eric said to them that he would render them similar aid, so far as it might be within his power, if they should ever stand in need of his help. Eric sailed out to sea from Snaefell's Yokel, and arrived at that ice mountain which is called Blacksark. Thence he sailed to the southward, that he might ascertain whether there was habitable country in that direction. He passed the first winter at Eriksee, near the middle of the western settlement. In the following spring he proceeded to Eriksfirth, and selected a site there for his homestead. 
That summer he explored the western uninhabited region, remaining there for a long time, and assigning many local names there. The second winter he spent at Eric's Holmes, beyond Havarsnipa. But the third summer he sailed northward to Snifel and into Arafensfirth. He believed then that he had reached the head of Eriksfirth. He turned back then and remained the third winter at Eric's Sea, at the mouth of Eriksfirth. The following summer he sailed to Iceland and landed in Breidafirth. He remained that winter with Ingolf at Holmlatur. In the spring he and Thorgast fought together, and Eric was defeated. After this a reconciliation was effected between them. That summer Eric set out to colonize the land which he had discovered, and which he called Greenland, because, he said, men would be the more readily persuaded thither if the land had a good name. Eric was married to a woman named Thorhild, and had two sons. One of these was named Thorstein, and the other Leif. They were both promising men. Thorstein lived at home with his father, and there was not at that time a man in Greenland who was accounted of so great promise as he. Leif had sailed to Norway, where he was at the court of King Olaf Tryggvason. When Leif sailed from Greenland in the summer, they were driven out of their course to the Hebrides. It was late before they got fair winds thence, and they remained there far into the summer. Leif became enamored of a certain woman whose name was Thorguna. She was a woman of fine family, and Leif observed that she was possessed of rare intelligence. When Leif was preparing for his departure, Thorguna asked to be permitted to accompany him. Leif inquired whether she had in this the approval of her kinsman. She replied that she did not care for it. Leif responded that he did not deem it the part of wisdom to abduct so high-born a woman in a strange country, and we so few in number. It is by no means certain that thou shalt find this to be the better decision, said Thorguna. I shall put it to the proof, notwithstanding, said Leif. Then I tell thee, said Thorguna, that I foresee that I shall give birth to a male child, and though thou give this no heed, yet will I rear the boy and send him to thee in Greenland, when he shall be fit to take his place with other men. And I foresee that thou wilt get as much profit of this son as it is thy due from this our parting. Moreover, I mean to come to Greenland myself before the end comes. Leif gave her a gold finger ring, a Greenland wadmal mantle, and a belt of walrus tusk. This boy came to Greenland and was called Thorgils. Leif acknowledged his paternity, and some men will have it that this Thorgils came to Iceland in the summer before the Frodo wonder. However, this Thorgils was afterward in Greenland, and there seemed to be something not altogether natural about him before the end came. Leif and his companions sailed away from the Hebrides and arrived in Norway in the autumn. Leif went to the court of King Olaf Tryggvason. He was well received by the king, who felt that he could see that Leif was a man of great accomplishments. Upon one occasion the king came to speech with Leif, and asked him, Is it thy purpose to sail to Greenland in the summer? It is my purpose, said Leif, if it be your will. I believe it will be well, answered the king, and thither thou shalt go upon my errand, to proclaim Christianity there. Leif replied that the king should decide, but gave it as his belief that it would be difficult to carry this mission to a successful issue in Greenland. The king replied that he knew of no man who would be better fitted for this undertaking, and in thy hands the cause will surely prosper. This can only be, said Leif, if I enjoy the grace of your protection. Leif put to sea when his ship was ready for the voyage. For a long time he was tossed about upon the ocean, and came upon lands of which he had previously had no knowledge. 
there were self-sown wheat fields and vines growing there. There were also those trees there which are called manzur, and of all these they took specimens. Some of the timbers were so large that they were used in building. Leif found men upon a wreck, and took them home with him, and procured quarters for them all during the winter. In this wise he showed his nobleness and goodness, since he introduced Christianity into the country, and saved the men from the wreck, and he was called Leif the Lucky ever after. Leif landed in Eriksfirth, and then went home to Brada Lid. He was well received by everyone. He soon proclaimed Christianity throughout the land, and the Catholic faith, and announced King Olaf Tryggvason's messages to the people, telling them how much excellence and how great glory accompanied this faith. Eric was slow in forming the determination to forsake his old belief, but Theodild embraced the faith promptly, and caused a church to be built at some distance from the house. This building was called Theodild's Church, and there she and those persons who had accepted Christianity, and there were many, were wont to offer their prayers. At this time there began to be much talk about a voyage of exploration to that country which Leif had discovered. The leader of this expedition was Thorstein Eriksson, who was a good man and an intelligent, and blessed with many friends. Eric was likewise invited to join them, for the men believed that his luck and foresight would be of great furtherance. He was slow in deciding, but did not say nay when his friends besought him to go. They thereupon equipped that ship in which Thorbjorn had come out, and twenty men were selected for the expedition. They took little cargo with them, naught else save their weapons and provisions. On that morning when Eric set out from his home, he took with him a little chest containing gold and silver. He hid this treasure and then went his way. He had proceeded but a short distance, however, when he fell from his horse and broke his ribs and dislocated his shoulder, whereat he cried, Ay, ay. By reason of this accident, he sent his wife word that she should procure the treasure which he had concealed, for to the hiding of the treasure he attributed his misfortune. Thereafter they sailed cheerily out of Eriksfirth, in high spirits over their plan. They were long tossed about upon the ocean, and could not lay the course they wished. They came in sight of Iceland, and likewise saw birds from the Irish coast. Their ship was, in sooth, driven hither and thither over the sea. In autumn they turned back, worn out by toil and exposure to the elements, and exhausted by their labors, and arrived at Eriksfirth at the very beginning of winter. Then said Eric, More cheerful were we in the summer when we put out of the firth, but we still live, and it might have been much worse. Thorstein answers, It will be a princely deed to endeavor to look well after the wants of all these men who are now in need, and to make provision for them during the winter. Eric answers, It is ever true, as it is said, that it is never clear ere the winter comes, and so it must be here. We will act now upon thy counsel in this matter. All of the men who were not otherwise provided for accompanied the father and son. They landed thereupon and went home to Bratalid, where they remained throughout the winter. End of section 15